0: Hey guys, this is Greg Denning, and you are in the School of Awesome Sauce, where I share with you amazing stories and strategies to help you live an extraordinary life. Hey my friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm so grateful to be alive and to be healthy, and it's actually a little bit of apology here of the the time between episodes I got crazy sick this week I got I'm a a super healthy guy rarely get ill um but man I got I got dehydrated uh and I was I was running a little dehydrated and then I did a fast uh and you you guys know I was doing some intermittent fasting and a little bit of ketosis and that is like the magic combination for trouble (laughs) <laughs> and i ended up getting getting this infection um in i don't know I, I and i don't know it was you know in my uh, urinary tract or kidneys or bladder or whatever i don't know but that's like the perfect combination so don't ever do that you guys stay hydrated and oh man it wiped me out completely wiped me out uh, and so i was like three days in bed just miserable rolling and you know sweating and chills and Ugh, it was terrible. So you make one of those little mistakes and man, uh, <laughs> your body reminds you like, uh-uh, I shall not be neglected, friend. And I'm paying for it. So you guys, I'm I'm alive and I'm well. I'm feeling fantastic and it's a beautiful day. So on that note, remember, so we're continuing our series. And the last series, remember, the last episode was the physiological needs in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And so it's all about the body, and isn't that perfect? Like, like my body just like was there. It just gave me this perfect like object lesson of what we had talked about. Like I neglected it a little bit, and I was off a little bit, and like it, boom, stop me! Like did dead stop me? Like all the work I wanted to do, all the family things I wanted to do, all my goals and plans and ambitions and dreams, burnt, stop, gone. Like over (laughs) and like I couldn't even think straight. You know, you when you get a uh, fever, or something you get real sick, you can't think clearly and you're just nauseated. I literally I didn't eat anything for about a four day period. I had zero appetite. That's that's a great that's a great way to kind of thin down there, Um, but not worth it. hashtag Not worth it. Oh, it was brutal. But, but it's, it's, it's right there with that whole thing, right? If we do not take care of our physiological needs, it literally stops us right there. All the other desires, all the other things we want to work on and progress on in life get stopped if our body's not in the right place. It was interesting in my, I was doing some studying this morning, like I do every morning in my, in my morning routine, I came across the word pollute. Um, And it was, somebody was referencing, you know, that we pollute ourselves and, you know, it most of us, we, we hear a phrase like that and we're like, yeah, I understand what that means. And I used to do that too a ton and I still do it some. But I, I trained myself years ago in order to study deeper. I had to stop thinking I understood words and start turning to the, diction- the dictionary. And the dictionary is this wealth of understanding and knowledge. And then we, when we unlock words, we unlock understanding. And so this morning, instead of just assuming, I'm like, no, I know what pollute means. I'm like, I'm going to look it up. And I'm so glad I did. In in reference to what we're going to talk about today and what we talked about last time, here's what it says in, in the definition in the dictionary. It says, to contaminate with harmful or poisonous substances. That's the first definition. And you're like, well, yeah, I, I get that. I understand that. But think about it in the context of what we were talking about and caring for our bodies, right? In the food and sleep and uh, and air and water, right? Whoa! To contaminate our bodies with harmful substances and let's be honest, friends, a lot of the stuff we put in our bodies, like even if you like it, right? And I know there's controversy and, and there, like... Especially with food like you can find reports on everything that's one way or the other but but like a lot of us can agree, okay, we're putting some stuff that's harmful right or or at least some of us are gonna admit yeah, it's not good for me it's not providing me anything. we're putting harmful or even poisonous um, it was interesting I've, I did a lot of research on sugar and refined sugars um, they've they've done research it's like it it, it operates like a drug or a poison. And it's, it's interesting. Like we're, we're putting things into our bodies that are just like chemicals. And so we're like polluting our own bodies. And of course the effect on the mind is just can't, it can't be, um, overemphasized how important that is. All right. So now, but how, now how does this connect to part two, right? Part two, you guys, the next level up, the next ladder up on Maslow's hierarchy is about safety needs and under the chart that i'm using here it talks about personal security about employment about resources about health and about property okay so really similar tie-ins to part 1 right with um, you know f- food connecting to health and and sleep and water right and shelter connecting to property um, and then, then and resources right and then having personal security also a shelter, but we're gonna talk about different levels there. And so again, <clears throat> we go back we go back to the original foundation, right? Most people look at that and say, Okay, personal security, I'm like, yeah, most of us don't live like we're we're not concerned every day that we're our life's in threat, like somebody hunting us down or gonna kill us. Most of us, we live in a pretty safe area, pretty safe time. Maybe we've had some run-ins, and, and obviously there are people in the world we know, um, our family knows a bunch of refugees that have uh, my immigrated here to where we are right now. In fact, I was talking to one of them yesterday in the store. Just, she is a gem. And she had to flee her country. Um, and her father, they, they 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 just fled. And they got separated. And never knew if, she never knew if she was going to see her father again. And they had to like take on different identities. And I mean, whoa, just a crazy story. But they finally found each other somehow through this miracle um, and but her father's still back. I think he is in Egypt currently, and mom and the few kids are here, but they can't they can't get back together. Uh, just this crazy, fascinating, right? So they were literally fleeing for their lives. But for most of us, most of you listening to this, you know, you feel like yeah, I'm I'm safe, right? Um, we have employment, and obviously sometimes we lose jobs or we're in between work or or employment's not adequate. But but for the most part, we're living in a pretty pretty affluent times I would say most of you probably are like yeah I, you know haven't really gone hungry like you don't know what it is to not have food for extended periods of time um, and we have you know resources opportunities we can get them um, there's uh, there's there's so many there's so many things now nonprofits and churches and government assistance I mean we're getting resources but again for for most of us listening to podcasts, We got plenty of resources. We got clothes and books and computers. I mean, you're listening to this on some kind of device, right? Um, I'm recording it on this nice little lavalier microphone and on my uh, iPhone 10. Um, And, you know, I'm sitting in in my nice vehicle where it's nice and quiet. And, you know, we, we have these resources and we enjoy, for the most part, enjoy good health. We talked about that in the previous one and then property. And so, like, we, we could look at that and go, yeah, yeah, that's okay, it's pretty good, yeah, and, and think we can move on. But we can't we can't do it because we're going a deeper level here about safety needs. Like so many people are stuck here. And and if they get everything kind of lined up in, in base one and physiological needs, now we gotta move up to the next one. But here's what's interesting, my friends. We we we're not where we think we are with those things. And and you guys you're going to hear me. <laughs> you're going to hear me say that with every level here. You're not where you think you are with those things. And that's what's stopping us. And what's so fascinating and so tragic is so many people could be free if they only knew they were slaves so many people could be free if they only knew they were slaves and they don't know they're slaves and and slaves to what right like what we're talking about well we're slaves to our mindsets if we have a fixed mindset we're slaves to our own limited skill sets we're going to talk about that more today and throughout this whole training or this series like we get to the limits of our own skill sets and we're, we're stuck. We're slaves to the limits of our own skill sets. Many of us are slaves to emotional chaos. And we're going to talk about that today. And many of us are slaves to indecision. We We, we have all these decisions we need to make and we just postpone making them. You guys ever experienced that? Where you, you're like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna, you you, you you kind of avoid making decisions. You got all these things, and it gets bundled up and bundled up and piled up, and it blocks you up. And then all of a sudden, like, we become slaves to indecision. And then we also are becoming slaves to social conditioning. We'll talk about that more throughout this. Where society has just conditioned us, they've trained us, they've, uh, you know, in a, in a rough sense, brainwashed us. Um, and there's a lot of social conditioning and it's fascinating like you'll you'll see people just do things and when you stop and ask hey why do you do that i don't know this is what everybody does this is what you're supposed to do and like well who told you that like where, where does that come from right and it's it's fascinating to watch people just respond automatically to things they've been conditioned that way and you go to a different society and they've con- been conditioned a different way and you're like hey why, why does everybody do that and they're like, whoa, I don't, I don't know what doesn't everybody. And it's and, and that's a sign of social conditioning. It's fascinating. We're going to we're going to dig into that. Right. But um, this is awesome. And again, so like the let's tie back in the word pollute here in this context. Right. the The second definition of pollute is to defile or corrupt. To defile or corrupt. And when I thought of that, and I'm going to tie that in today, especially in the safety and feeling, you know, personal safety, when there's any kind of defiling or corruption, um, I thought of, I thought of batteries. Like how many of you, how many of you, you know, use cars on a regular basis? Probably, probably most of you. How many of you use batteries? This, this guy was a cool idea. Like, how, how, how much are batteries affecting our lives? Well, think about our laptops, our computers, our phones, our cameras, I mean, our, and our vehicles, right? And especially with our vehicles, it's interesting. So, this vehicle I have, I love it. It's got this big old engine in it, and it actually has two huge batteries that operate on it. And what's interesting, all the power and the potential of a battery, if it gets corrosion on it, it gets corrupted and it gets corrosion all built up around the terminal, right? Then, then it, it it loses its effectiveness. It loses its power. And isn't that beautiful? Isn't that like the most beautiful object lesson right there? You get corrosion on the battery terminal and now all the potential and the power of that battery to help you get what you want is now lost. And man, that happens so much to us. Really on each of these levels, we can get the corrosion on the battery... That just takes away the power. Whoa! I love this stuff. All right, okay, you guys ready? Let's dig in now to some of these things here on on safety needs and how each of them like affects our life and like wh- where how we're operating and what level we're operating at. And I hope you, I hope you guys are taking notes. I hope you're really thinking through this. I know I know I'm going to get into like I geek out on this stuff and I'm I'm going to share all this. It's cool. These cool things. And I hope you'll stick with me and just go, go through, go through this with me. And like, like, okay, yeah, I, I get that. And look at each area of your life and say, yeah, I'm, I'm, how am I doing in each of these aspects? Really? Like, how am I really doing? Right? Because at, at a certain point, like we should be. We should be singing the song that we were born to sing. We should be, like, sharing our music. And, I mean, metaphorically, If it, maybe you are a musician, you should share. But, like, if you're not a musician like me, you still have this song in you, this message, this 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 life you're born to live, right? But what's interesting is, uh, like Thoreau said, I think I've shared this before, he said, most men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to their grave with their song still in them. Whoa. So sad, so sad. Okay, so we got to dive in here, and a quick, quick, quick pause, real quick. Do you guys know what, like, what's interesting about people who win the lottery, um, and most people who do like these temporary diets? What they have in common is that their results are really short-lived. And it, it was fascinating. They, they found that most people that win big, big, big lotteries, like millions and millions of dollars, they're usually back to where they were or worse off within 18 months. Isn't that fascinating? Doesn't that blow your mind? Like you, like some of these lottery wins are huge, tens or hundreds of millions. And within 18 months, most of them are back to where they were. And they just... they. And and with diets, these trendy diets, like oh that's cool, I'm gonna try this diet, and they try it for several weeks, they get some results, and they're like oh that worked, and then they go right back to where they were that caused the problems in the first place. And the same is true with us as we're going through this whole journey together. And and if we don't make these like shifts and these like commitments and and life altering changes, like we can we can go whoa man, you're totally right. I've I've got to I've really got to improve how I'm eating or sleeping or my shelter. I got to clean it up and get it organized and get it neat. And but then something can throw us off, right? And if we get thrown off again, then we and we slip right back into our old rut or routines, then we start getting the old results again. And it's so easy to fall back into that. And so as as we're thinking through this whole thing, like we're we're seeking lifelong changes. Right? Are we ready? Ready, ready, ready? Here we go. So safety needs. And this is this is a huge huge deal than, than most people think. Obviously we need to be physically safe. Okay. We need to be physically safe. Um, but it's, it's a lot more. And and again, like I'm, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to pass that over. Like you, there should not be any abuse in your life and you should not be abusing anyone else. None, nothing, nada, like physically safe. Okay. Um, you shouldn't be getting beat up or robbed or physically threatened like that. That you need to be in a safe place. But then, if if we are in a place like that, we're like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel physically threatened all the time. Then what are the threats? And this is this is where we start digging deep. Are there threats right now to your safety? Are there? Is there any way that you feel unsafe? Right, you with me? Oh, I love this stuff. So let me ask you this. What do you worry about? What are you afraid of? All right? Oh. So back, we're going to jump back to my story here. When I was a young man, I'm out on my own. Right? I'm out on my own at, at 16. Um at certain times there's a few times I was living in pretty rough areas that I did feel physically threatened like I was there were times I was terrified for my physical safety like 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 for my life and I've told you some of those stories you've heard some of those stories right um but here's what I noticed and this is the big aha you guys that I want just to sink in like, I was terrified by these sketchy conditions because, because that's all I could afford at the time. But I noticed that the things that could happen in me were far more threatening than the things that could happen to me. Whoa. Hope you write that down. I hope you let that sink in. I noticed that even in those threatening conditions, that the things that could happen in me were far more threatening than the things that could happen to me. Every day I was surrounded by people who were dealing with massive addictions. Right? Alcoholism and drugs and pornography and violence was, is an addiction and you know abuses and i mean there there are there's so many and i realized addiction is more harmful than getting beat up hatred bitterness a scarcity mentality or a poverty mentality right my own insecurities my lack of confidence hopelessness right think about that you might Feel physically safe and totally hopeless. And is the lack of hope not an attack or um, or an undermining of our personal safety? You see that? How about desperation? How about just feeling vulnerable? How about false beliefs about life and relationships? How about carrying around these these baggage and these issues from pat, the past, right? So some of our biggest personal safety threats are coming into our lives through other means than just like physical threats or, you know, attacking our families, and they're coming in mentally emotionally spiritually etc right whoa isn't that fascinating i hope i hope like just light bulbs are going on you're like okay wow all right personal safety is like this whole big it, it's it's all of you it's every part of you and you have to feel totally safe so now you start looking at that and you're going whoa wait a minute what about like the things I'm hearing or people say to me? Right? Do I feel safe um, with words? The words that are being said. Um, I, I get messages all the time because one of the things we do in our in our monthly coaching program in the School of Awesome Sauce is we the, like right out the gates, very first thing we we help everybody comes in and say, okay, well, I want you to look at the words you're using. And we're going to make this commitment when we do the 28 day challenge, especially we're going to make a commitment. And I want you every single day to intentionally say good, kind, positive, loving words to the people you love. And like, you're going to write it down and you're going to check it off and you're going to do it like every day. And what's amazing is, is everybody does it like has this transformation, like, whoa, like I did not realize number one, how negative the words are. They're going on regularly in the family. We're not even aware of them. we get so used to them. Um, and number two, I didn't, I didn't realize how like powerful these little intentional kind things are when you do them each day, like the, the, the overall positive effect, like it's, it's massive, it's massive. And then I get, I'm getting notes every day. And so then I got a question the other day, like, Hey, look, how do I, how do I, this is so hard. Like. It, you know, when, when everything's going smoothly and well and everything's kind of, it's easy to say those nice words, but w- what we realize is so many of us get into this habit. Like when, when the kids annoy us, when your siblings annoy you, when you're mad at your spouse, ooh, then it's hard, right? Because it's so easy to say mean things and to insult the people we love, to call them stupid or dumb or, or you're an idiot or you're such a jerk or what why, why are you such a dork and we we get into this this mode of mockery and, and again talking about social conditioning we've been conditioned as a society to you know mock each other like regularly and to tear people down it's just, it's just attack them as soon as we see any kind of mistake right and we got to make this big shift and that those right there the words we're using in our family literally are threatening personal safety and so that's that's one of the biggest ones I want you to consider on this, this one. And you're going to have others. You're going to know ways of personal safety there. But the words we're using, the things we're hearing, like we've got to make um, ourselves and, and our space and our family and our homes places of tremendous safety, even our friendships, our workplace. And like if you're in a toxic relationship or a toxic environment, that has to change. And you can be the change agent. Okay, you can start making the change. And you're like, well, they're like this and they're like that and they're like this. Uh, and I get it. I get it. Maybe you're around people that are, this don't um, they don't understand this and don't buy into it. Okay. But you can be the change. You can be the catalyst. And I want to challenge you and invite you to do that. Be the change for this. We've got to bring up personal safety or we're stuck at this level. Okay. Another um another threat to personal safety here, which is an interesting one. You're gonna like this will blow you away. If you guys have read the book Men's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, he was, uh, uh, he was a Jewish guy in a concentration camp in World War II. Anyways, his whole book, I love his book, it's so worth a read or a reread. At the end of his book, he talks about logotherapy and logos was meaning, right? And he talks about meaning therapy. And when he gets out and he starts going through things, he realizes like one of the biggest problems. And he specifically mentions Americans, right? He says the biggest problem with American class is they lack meaning in their lives, they don't have meaning. he's like they're they're pursuing all these things they're busy they're doing this, doing that, doing the other, but they don't have any like personal meaning and one of the greatest threats to our lives and our personal safety is the lack of meaning. You guys, we have to know we have to be doing things that matter, and we have to know that we matter and what we do matters. And we have to help those around us know that they matter and what they do matters. But we have to be pursuing meaning. And if, we, if we're just doing all these things, we're just going through the motions, doing what everybody else is doing and going along. But our lives aren't filled with meaning. That's a threat to our personal safety. We, we don't feel safe if we don't feel like we have meaning and it creates so many problems. Whoa. Isn't that Awesome. Here, here's a couple of, a couple of other resources if you want to just really dig into this I love this one the, there's a wonderful book called scary close uh, by Donald Miller <clears throat> and he talks about how broken people have broken relationships and so and he talks about words a lot too so so if if we feel something like we're, we feel broken inside then like you you, you can't Go in and have a good, healthy relationship if you are broken, right? And, and and again, using those words like, not that not that you're broken, but things can break in us, right? Emotionally and and mentally and 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 we just we need healing. So maybe, it's, maybe they're hurt, maybe it's an injury, it's a wound, right? So it's not a break so much as a wound. And it needs healing, and it can be healed. That's the hope. And that book goes through that. It's wonderful. And then the other resource is called The, and the Anatomy of Peace, which is a phenomenal book. and talks about how, how we objectify people. We put them into boxes. We we label them, categorize them. Oh, well, they're, they're uh, you know, this political. or We talked about this in my other episodes, right? We objectify them. Bump, bump, bump. And so anytime there's any of that threat and we see and we label and we uh, judge people bump, 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 like that, then it removes personal safety. Isn't it? You guys, isn't this awesome? Isn't this stuff, like, fascinating and incredible? Like, it just, it unlocks so many doors. You're like, whoa. Like there's so many threats to our personal safety and and you, hopefully you're realizing right now that like there's there's a tax on your personal safety and you're not feeling safe and that per, even the, we got to be honest here for a minute that we have been a threat to other people inadvertently and that they are not going to feel safe because of what we say and do or what we don't say and do right so this is huge and we get stuck at that level Whoa, this is good okay let's move on to the next ones we'll hit them quickly So resources, you got to have resources. What are, what are the current threats to your family and your family resources? Um, What are the threats to ourselves and our families that have to do with resources? Um, What about false beliefs or negative beliefs about money? That's an interesting one. That's a huge one. Um, I find that people have, for some reason in, in many, many cultures, there are some very strong beliefs and mindsets around money. And many of them are quite negative. And that, think about that. Think how that's a threat to your resources. What about fighting about money? Um, that used to be the number one thing couples would fight about was money. Now it's about their sexual relationship because that is such a problem in our society today. Um What about this? I've I've long believed that your greatest resource, right? Your absolute greatest resource is your own resourcefulness. It's you, right? It's your ability to do things. That's your greatest asset is your ability to do things and learn things. What about uh, attacks on your own resourcefulness? Interesting, right? And, well, and then then problems. Like if problems, let me throw this out at you. It's interesting, like, if a problem pops up, you guys ever notice this? That um, you you meet people, and and maybe this happened to you as well, but you you meet people, and they just seem so capable and so awesome and rolling along. Everything's great. And then, like, a little problem pops up, and they collapse. And i like, whoa. Like, and I've been, I've seen, like, really competent, big, strong, wonderful people, but certain problems just undo them. It's it's the Achilles heel story, right? You got you got Hercules, or no Achilles? <clears throat> he's got Achilles, right? So strong, so powerful, everything. But just that one little cut across the the heel, and it's done, right? Um, that just the story. The whole principle there, right? Of one little teeny slash in the back of the leg, and then all strength and potential is gone. And I've met people like that. Their inability to solve problems and their inability to handle problems like removes all their power. So that's a threat to their resources. All right, next is employment. What are the threats to employment uh, for you or your family? Um, I, I got to be honest, like sometimes it's not a question of having employment, although sometimes it is. <laughs> I've been there too. Like I've been, there's been a time period in my life, you guys, when when I didn't have work. And that is the most gut-wrenching, scary, desperate time. And, and not, only, not only is it that you just don't have money, but you literally start to question your own abilities. You start to question yourself. You start to question your worth you start to wonder what's wrong with you right think think what that that right there think what that does to your personal progress mirror we're we're trying to climb this pyramid to actual self-actualization fulfillment potential and you're sitting there saying what's wrong with me i must be broken or damaged or inept right whoa just crushing crushing so that that it is a very very hard thing and i've experienced that there are other times when i had work but i hated it i literally felt like the walking dead i would i would go through the motions i'd get up sunday night i'd get sick to my stomach thinking about going to work on monday hated it couldn't stand the people i worked with or the work i was doing it was meaningless you guys with me you catching into this you see how this all fits together this stuff is so crazy powerful so powerful and and if if you're in employment right now that you that you don't okay let's say you're in employment. so yeah it's okay it's good i got a job whatever it works but you're not feeling fulfilled like they they did these surveys and they found massive massive amount like you know 70 80% of people were unfulfilled with their jobs. They didn't like their jobs. But even a greater percentage of them, and, and, and when they asked them why, and then the greater percentage of people said, yeah, I don't feel like I'm using my full potential, that all the skills or abilities or, or what I could do here, I'm not, I'm not being utilized to the max in this role. And so they felt underutilized. And you, you see how that's a threat? And how crippling that feels, and how you, you see this, you guys, this is awesome stuff. I, I hope you're. I hope this is all hitting in. And so, like, whatever your work you're doing, whatever your employment is, and maybe that, maybe your employment isn't even work for money, but just it's work you do. You work as a parent, work as as a student. Your your employment as a student is to study, right? But in all of that, there has to be a fulfillment. There has to be like you. You got to feel like you're rocking it, and. And it feels like you're becoming a linchpin. Linchpin, that's another book by Seth Godin of just being being indispensable. You're being absolute best at what you do, that there's always work for you because you're good at what you do, right? And so this fear of losing employment or, or hating employment, like what? Again, in this piece here, you're like, hey, what can you do about it? What can you and I be doing every single day to improve ourselves so we can improve our employment, okay? What? What do you love about what you do? What don't you love about what you do? How could you love it? Right? How could you change so that you do love it? How could you change you or change it to be in a a place of employment that you just love? Whoa. And then when you love what you do and you're really good at it, oh man, that, that right there is a recipe for success and happiness. I love that. Woo! Okay, um, and then, man, you guys, this is so good. Can I, can I, I got a couple more, right? We want to, can we hit uh, health and property? Is that okay? I know this is like one of the longest ones already, uh, but I want to hit this stuff. It's so powerful. So good. I hope you'll, you'll stick with me here. So health, what are the threats to health? What are the threats to health in your life? And in this context, especially remember that there's mental health. There's physical health, there's spiritual health, and there's emotional health. Um, my wife was recently reading this study. She's doing a lot of research on education, family education, and, and youth. In fact, you guys, we... I love youth, and I work with them all the time, and so does my wife. And, and this is like our focus and our work. And we are greatly troubled and concerned about how many youth are failing to launch. They, they just are not succeeding as adults like they hope we do, they, they would and like we hope they would. And, and what it is, they're just not prepared. And we just found, Rachel was reading the study, that like the college counselors are just overwhelmed with all these troubles. And usually it's some kind of mental or emotional health with the stresses of, of the social and emotional and financial and the, the studies and, and handling the rigors of, of being an adult, being on your own, working hard, studying hard. I mean, it's, it, it's just massive amounts of problems. Uh, people, young, young adults who want to go out and be missionaries, are, they're coming home. They can't handle the rigors. They're going to the workforce. They're going to life. It's just they're having such a hard time. It's hard and crazy. And so are there threats to our health? You had better believe it and we had better be doing things about it or we're all going to be in a whole lot of trouble, okay? Um, Another interesting little threat here, I just got to throw this out here. Well, okay, another, like, (laughs) uh, you guys, this has been on my mind for so long and I'm literally preparing stuff. So I'm doing a whole course on that, on launching, okay? How to help young adults uh, and youth get ready to launch successfully as adults. The other thing is anxiety and depression, just off the charts, off the charts. I've been working with youth now for over 20 years, and I'm just watching this, just this, the the meter just boom. I mean, it's it's crazy. They're letting fear get the best of them, and I understand it. I've been there. I've felt that kind of anxiety and fear and depression and stress. Stress is another huge one. And people are just so overstressed and they don't know how to handle it or process it. They're not they've not been prepared or trained or taught or coached how to process all the emotions of life. And they either kind of push them down until they explode or implode, or they just they're just vomiting them on other people. you, you see what I'm saying? Man, are there threats to our health? Wow, you better believe it. Are people stuck at this level? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually—it's—it's it's a massive problem. And then we have, you know, addictions and bad habits and avoidance behaviors and buffers, and and we get all these problems that are attacking our holistic overall health. Yowzers. So we've got, to, we've got to have tools to do things about this. And you guys, and I'm going to give you tools all along the way. I'm going to give you tools about this, tools to, to handle all those things. That's, that's literally what I do. That's why I do it. And I've been studying this for over 24 years. And I've been working with thousands of people all over the world and learning what works and what doesn't and, and helping, helping all of us, myself included. Because I, I, I still have to process my emotions and handle difficult situations. And I'm, I'm constantly... Working on as as I'm going to invite all of you to do, like almost daily, literally daily, I have rituals and routines and habits and patterns that help me with my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health, my spiritual health, all of it, and that's how we stay healthy that's how we stay healthy, but if we're neglecting those things or we don't know what to do about them then our health our our health is at risk. Does it make sense, you guys isn't this crazy? And so, and you can see, you can see how all of this then becomes a barrier. Wow. Okay. Last one. Threat uh, property. What are the threats to our property, to our things? Um, well, obviously, you know, of being stolen or ruined or lost. But what's interesting is sometimes. Um, well, okay. Let me. Let me. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's this twist I want to turn on this. It's been fascinating to me, and I went through this. There, were, so there was a time, you guys, we we were doing, we were doing. This was years and years ago. We were doing pretty well financially, and so we started to buy up a lot of stuff. And again, social conditioning here, like we we just had bought into this, like the good life is having nice cars and house and toys and furniture and and all the 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 technology and the devices and and the more things you have and the more nice you that's that like that's that's how you arrive right that's life and I remember I bought into that I just bought into that in my in my twenties like that's it that's you know that's how you know if you're successful and happy you got all lots and lots of nice stuff and what's interesting is I and I didn't realize it until we started to get rid of it how attached I had become to stuff and and you don't even realize you are until there's the potential to lose it and it was shortly after that time period of having all that stuff that we, you know, our businesses collapsed when the um, when the economy just slammed our business slammed and we ended up needing to sell all of our stuff and it—it it, it was, <laughs> you know, you, like something you, you really love and value, like goes out the door, and it feels like somebody just took your arm off, right? And and I went through that hurt, like, oh, now I don't have stuff. And I remember thinking, in my, it was my mindset of of the attachment, I, you know, the importance that I had attached to stuff and things. And in this context of property, we see that. In that same book, Man's Search for Meaning, it was sobering how many people simply gave up and died after they lost their stuff. And like their titles and their position... And like, and the the life they had built, like, cause they put so much attachment on, you know, the, the, the work they were doing or, you know, their position in society that everyone thought they were, you know, everyone respected them and liked them. And, and they had all you know, nice art and these nice things. And they had this, there was all this positioning. Right. And once that was gone, Victor Frankl says they just gave up and died. They just could not handle like with, without having their stuff. And, and what they had built, they'd they, they done. They just gave up and died. And Frankel actually suggests that they no longer saw a meaning to life when all of their things had been taken away from them. You guys let that sink in. He suggested that they no longer had a meaning to life when all of their things had been taken away from them. They had attached their personal value to their stuff. And I remember I made a video of this years ago asking people. It really resonated with people online and it was in my YouTube channel. And I just asked the question, like, who are we? What is left when everything else is stripped away? When you, when you take away the titles and the positions and the certificates and the degrees and the diplomas and you take away the car and the house and the neighborhood and, and the, the clothes, the identity, when you take away everything, who are you? When you strip all that away, you still have an identity. You're still you. You still have unbelievable, tremendous value and worth and awesomeness. You really do. Like you are still a spectacular human being. But what's interesting in our own minds, we attach so much value to all of those things. Things that that really have no life in them. Isn't that interesting? And I've met people. I've met people around the world, all over the world, who literally as far as physical things, they have almost nothing. And yet they're still incredible men and women and human beings. And so for some of us, like it's a very scary thought to have all that stuff stripped away. And I invite you to ponder, to ponder that and, and find a healthy center of who you are without your stuff. And how you would live and be and act and feel without stuff. And again, I know some of you, I'm scaring you right now. That's a scary idea. It's an intimidating thought to think through like if I had nothing. But could you still be You without stuff. Isn't that so good? Isn't that so great? And I'm not, stuff isn't bad. We can have property. Our dream is to have a a gorgeous chateau in France and a a, a beautiful beach home in Portugal. And, And we have a place already in Guatemala and have a place in the state. I mean, we want to have homes all over and have beautiful things. It's okay. But our happiness and our extraordinary life is not bound to nor dependent on property. Whoa. And one, one more quick warning here. I heard a true story one time. This woman, she she had a very nice house and very nice stuff. And she'd gathered up all these very expensive, beautiful things. And her house was immaculate. Right? And she really found value in that. And it was important to her. I mean, she, like she was, she was good at it and she was all about it. And then um, she found out she had cancer. She was an older woman, so she had she'd raised her children and had grandchildren, and she was she was older now, but but not too old. And she found out she was dying of cancer. And so she invited over uh, a leader, and was talking to her. And. Was talking to him, so the leader came over to talk to her, and and she just breaks down, just sobbing, crying, just deep, deep, deep remorse. And he said, "What is it?" And she says, "It it took me finding out that I was dying to realize how wrong I have been about the way I've been doing life, because I literally have forbade my children, my grandchildren, from coming over to grandma's house." because I was worried about my stuff. My stuff was so important to me that I kept my children and my grandchildren away. And how crushing it is to me that I had... You know, never in my mind had I would I say that my things are more important than my family. But that's what, what she's like. That's what I had done. I had made my things more important than my family. Isn't that fascinating? And and none of us right now. I like to ask you, like, hey, is is your is your phone more important than your relationship? Well, no, of course not. And yet we often act that way. We prioritize our stuff over people. And that's, that's just another big warning there. Big aha that I, I've had and a huge lesson like, whoa, we, we've got to make sure that stuff is in its right place. And that the other things, the big important things are in the right place. So again, our relationship with our property will have a huge impact on our growth and progress. So, you guys, this has been long. Thanks for sticking with me. You are the best. You're the best. And you see how important this stuff is? You see how beautiful it is? And how, like, each of these areas, like, literally we can be slaves. And we can be free if we know we're slaves and, and how they're affecting us and influencing us. I love it. Love, love, love it so much and the great news is you guys are awesome and please celebrate where you are i hope nobody feels guilty about this and and are feeling bad or anything like celebrate where you are celebrate where you've come along in your life and celebrate your successes and all the things you're doing awesome and then any any things that you could do better be like okay hey, let's do this thing and let's do better and like just just celebrate that way be happy about it and progress like there's no reason to feel bad about any of this and be like okay it's where i am it's where i'm at and and let's make some adjustments and move forward. Make some adjustments, move forward. And just be totally happy and peaceful. Love yourself. Love yourself so much. And I love you. And you're loved and valued and have infinite worth. And, and just let's just take these things and say, okay, let's let's rock it. Let's keep every day, get a little bit better and be the very best we can at, at moving upward uh, through life to reaching our full potential. Love you guys. Awesome is always an option. Reach upward. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of it and found some things that you can apply to your life right away. Hey, I'm, I'm being totally sincere when I say I, I live to help you live your extraordinary life. So I hope you'll reach out to me if you have any questions or let me know how I can help you in any important area of your life. And in fact, you know, this, this podcast is brought to you by the School of Awesome Sauce monthly coaching program. Take advantage of that. Get in there. If It's the best way to get a breakthrough to the next level so you can level up your health, your spirituality, your emotions, your mind, your relationships, your finances, business, every part of your life. Just get in there where you have a coach and a mentor. You have a supportive community to make things happen. So, so jump in there. Take advantage of this. Try it out. Get in there with us and level up your life. See you on the inside. Reach upward.